0: Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. Welcome to another edition of... The Big Picture with Pastor Larry Ragland. I want you to get ready for a word that's going to change your life. Share this podcast, like this podcast, and give us a five-star review. We sure would appreciate it. Now, without further ado, let's get in to the next edition. But I love to preach on Joseph. He's the unsung hero of the nativity scene. People don't give him the credit that he needs and he deserves. But he was an ordinary man of trade, as the song said. Mary was what looked like a typical teenage girl. The shepherds were simple men doing simple work, though it seemed. The stable was just a place to keep animals and to store hay and to feed the animals. But even the animals were nothing to brag about. There was no stallions in that, in that manger. There were no exotic animals. There were donkeys and sheep. Pretty much that was it. Very ordinary The entire picture was very ordinary. Everyone was ordinary until Jesus came. And when Jesus came into this world, how many knows the entire setting became historic? Bethlehem was on the map come on are you hearing me angels the message of the angels became something that thousands of years later we are still remembering what those angels said fear not for I bring good tidings of great joy unto all people for unto you this day in the city of David a savior is born which is Christ the Lord come on are y'all hearing me we're still quoting the angels in an ordinary field, in an ordinary little town called Bethlehem. A strange way to save the world. In all honesty, both Mary and Joseph probably seemed the most unlikely because if we would have chosen, if we would have even known the plan and God gave us the opportunity to choose the ones that would be the mother and be the father of the Savior of the world, we would never have chosen Mary and Joseph. Because it makes no sense to the carnal mind. It's actually strange. The shepherds, shepherds were considered in that day of the lowliest of all occupations. They were the most unlikely for angelic, messianic message angels to come and give the good news to. Can you imagine? He didn't go to the kings. He didn't go to the priests. He didn't go to anyone else. He went out in a field and told the shepherds. I, I'll tell you what I heard to, this week when I'm looking at this. I thought nothing has changed because God still speaks to the shepherds. No, y'all didn't hear me. See, we we. I'm telling you, God speaks to the shepherds that's what a pastor means the word pastor is the word shepherd god is still speaking to the shepherds and telling the shepherds what to tell the sheep am i preaching good this morning So laying in that manger, you've seen children portray it. You've seen adults portray it. You've watched it on film. You've watched dramatic presentations. Some cost thousands of dollars to tell us what is known as the greatest story that's ever been told. That a virgin would be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, Luke chapter 2, and would be uh, impregnated by God himself. No man had touched her. And she was with child. She couldn't believe it. Joseph couldn't believe it. But in that belly of that simple, what seemed to be simple, seemed to be insignificant, young girl engaged to what seemed to be an insignificant, non-famous, nobody probably even knew who he was, carpenter named Joseph was a baby that was placed there as the angel said whose name is Jesus for he shall save the people from their sins. Can you imagine Mary being told with no man sexually touching her whatsoever in her life being told by an angel you're going to have a child. You are pregnant now and that child it's one thing to hear that you're pregnant and you know you ain't hooked up with nobody. It's another thing to be told that you're pregnant with the Savior of the world. Are y'all hearing me? John 1.14 says this, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So inside the womb of that precious young lady, The word of God that is eternal. The, the word that was spoken in Genesis 1-1 when God looked at the earth and it was without form and void and God said let there be light and there was light that word said was the word of God that came out of the triune God the Godhead that we serve the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit we call him the Godhead now the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit but the Bible tells us in the New Testament there are three that bear record in heaven the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit the word of God has always existed. And it was the word of God that came and, and, and literally interacted with nothing. And nothing became something. It is the power that held the entire universe up. Everything that's been created, that's ever been created, was created and held up by the word of God. It is the force of God. The word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. God took himself and burst out of himself a part of himself the Godhead and injected himself into a human being. God did not look at this earth 2,000 years ago and say, man, this is not working out. We're going to have to go down there and do something and thought this up at that moment. God was not caught off guard. It was, listen, in fact, to go back to the Garden of Eden. Surprise. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. It says, When God, man had failed, and God begins to speak to the curse and speaks to, to the curse of the ground and speaks to the to Satan, the serpent. He says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, uh, between your seed and her seed. You shall bruise his head, but you and you shall bruise his feet. In other words, you will strike, and you will think that you will kill him, but the strike will actually come back on you, and you'll understand that that's the very thing that's going to crush your head. So even in the Garden of Eden, the plan of Mary the Virgin, the plan of the Word becoming flesh, was in play the birth of Christ was first prophesied right there in the garden it would be prophesied again in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 Isaiah said therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and you shall call his name say aloud, loud Emmanuel which means what God with us But you've got to understand why this strange way had to be the way. It's strange to us, but it is not strange to God. We just need to pay a little closer attention to the Word of God. We need to listen to a few conversations in the Garden of Eden. And when we do, we'll understand that to God, this was not a strange way to save the world. This was the only way to save the world. Genesis 1 26 famous verse probably my favorite verse in the whole Bible. Then God said let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. In other words God gave kingdom authority on earth to man. To man. Somebody say I got authority. This meant that anything God wanted to carry out on earth he was bound by his own law and bound by his own word that it had to be done through flesh. Everything that happens on this earth because of Genesis 1.26 that every authority that happens on this earth has to happen through flesh. God said that. All authority here on this earth has been given unto me and now I give it to you. And he, put, he turned it over to Adam and Eve. Spirit beings, spirit beings do not have authority on this earth. Y'all, y'all need to get this revelation. Spirit beings do not have authority. I'm not saying they're not working. I'm not saying that demonic forces and angelic forces are not working. But they do not have authority on this earth. Angels that are dispatched from God can only carry out what God has told them to carry out. Don't you know God wants everybody to be saved? Do you know God wants everybody to be saved? It's God's will that all come to repentance and none should perish. But how many knows everybody's not getting saved? Because even though God's will is that everybody be saved, God gave man the ability to, to decide who they're going to serve. The devil, as powerful it looks like as he's working, let me ask you a question. How do you see him working? Why do you think he's working? The only way that you know he's working is the truth be known. You say, well, the devil, he's working. But I know what you mean. You mean I see the devil working in people. People in high places, people in decision makers are doing this, passing laws, doing this, ruling in supreme courts, doing this. And we, we we call that the devil is working. But the devil is not sitting on the supreme court. The devil is not in the halls of Congress. The devil is not in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Of course, uh, contrary to what some of y'all think, the present or to come because depending on what side of the aisle you own, you think one of them's a devil. But the truth is this: the devil works through people. If the devil is in the White House it's because a man or a woman has allowed the devil to come in and work through them. Oh, y'all are y'all hearing me this morning spirit beings do not have authority on this earth. If you get this if you don't get anything else you need to get this. that means the devil does not have a right to be in your house. The devil does not have a right to mess with your marriage. The devil does not have a right. The only reason he got a marriage, uh, uh, the only reason he's got permission or, or authority to operate in your house because you've given him permission. And I'll tell you something else about the devil. It's a sermon within a sermon. I won't charge you nothing for this. This is a freebie. He cannot read your mind without your permission. He can't make you do anything that you don't want to do, that you didn't let him do. So stop saying, well, the devil made me do it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He gave you the suggestion. He helped you carry it out, but you had to do it. Let me tell you something. Just like on one side we know, we know this beyond a shadow of a doubt, that, that it's God's will that all are saved and none come to repentance. Don't you know it's also the devil's will that everybody die, everybody, that nobody preach the gospel, that nobody go to church? But hey, surprise, devil, look at us. So the devil don't get his way unless you let him have his way. Somebody shout good preaching. See, you got to understand something about why the devil don't have authority. John 10, I ain't got time to read it. Just go back and read the whole chapter of John 10. Of course, we know the famous verse of John 10, 10. For the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come to them, I have life, and have it more abundantly. You need to read the whole book of John, the chapter of John 10. Because Jesus is talking about a door. He says, I am the door, and I came through the door. I came through the way that the And if, if any man does not come the way I came, he's a thief and a robber and has no authority. I don't want to get too technical on you on the Sunday before Christmas, but here's the door. The door is called the womb of a woman because that's the way God created people to be born. I, I, I think sometimes now in 2020 maybe we need to be reminded because we got folks marrying whoever they want to marry. So I think I might need to go ahead and tell you. Uh, obviously according to the uh, the law of America you can do what you want to do. But according to the law and the purposes of God, God has created one man and one woman to get together in holy matrimony and when they get together they can make a baby. If you, ain't, if you ain't of opposite sexes, I, you, you may love each other, you may be faithful to each other, but if you're gonna have a kid, somebody else is gonna be involved somewhere. I'm not saying you can't have a kid, but I'm just talking legally, but somebody else is involved. Huh? Merry Christmas. The womb, when you are born into this world. You are born with the capacity to operate in authority. Your flesh gives you authority. That's why he says, everybody start clapping your hands right now. Clap, come on. You hear the sound of that? He says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. The reason you can shout with the voice of triumph is because you got flesh and you can clap your hands. The devil can't shout with the voice of triumph because he can't clap his hands. It, It makes him so mad to hear us clapping because this is the way he claps. Because he's the spirit. But when you clap your hands, it is evidence that you have authority. Jesus had to come through the womb of of a woman. But he could not come through just any womb. And he could not come in a normal way. Because we understand that when a man and a woman get together and she becomes pregnant, the blood of the woman goes in through the umbilical cord and feeds and nourishes the baby. Can I get an amen? Well, Mary... Contrary to what some would think with Immaculate Conception and so forth, I'm not here to debate that. I always say, well, even if she was holy and immaculate, then, you know, she was born of a mama too. Was her mama immaculate as well? Was her grandma immaculate? Was her great-grandma immaculate? Because here's the reality. At some point, uh, first of all, Mary was not immaculate. Mary was just like anyone else. But but even if you believe that, I'm going to just tell you, every human being has the tainted bloodline of the Garden of Eden sin. We are all born into sin. This is what it says in the Word of God. For all were born into sin and that all of us have been born into the flesh and we have been born into sin and we all need repentance. So the blood of Mary, as holy as she was, the blood was tainted because she had the blood of fallen man. Can I get some, can I preach for the next 15 minutes on some deep stuff And then I'll get back and be sweet at the end Can I? How many ready for a deep word Say preacher on preacher All right, Here we go Thank you for joining us on The Big Picture With Pastor Larry Raglan. Make sure you like this podcast Give us a good review and we sure would appreciate it Share this podcast with a friend And stay tuned we got another episode coming up Very very soon Thank you again for listening And have a blessed day Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.